0: Hi, I'm David, co-founder of Prodigy, and welcome to the Happy Teams podcast, where we interview digital leaders about how they're winning in the race to retain and attract top digital talents. Today, we're joined by Anthony from the distance, a mobile app development agency. Listen to hear from Anthony about the exciting initiatives that he's putting in place to make his agency a great place to work. Welcome, Anthony. Good morning. Hi, everyone. Hi, Anthony so um what we'd like to to talk about today and, and the general theme of the podcast is is really what makes uh these different companies a, a great place to work for the teams to to retain and attract talent um it's an ongoing challenge is the the shortage of quality digital talent in the uk and what's uh what's really interesting is how companies are now innovating in order to to make places more more appealing for people to join and, and to stay for a long time. Um, so I guess the first thing we're really interested in uh, before we get into the, the detail of that is can you just tell us a bit about your, your agency and value proposition?
1: Sure, so um, we've always been a digital focused agency largely focused on the tech side of things but um, for the last 13 years we've been purely focused on Delivering solutions that target mobile phone apps uh, as they've exploded, and we sort of niched into that very, very early do- doors, right at the start
2: of when the iPhone came out. So um, we've become sort of experts, I guess, in the field. What are the things that you're doing uh, to make your employees feel good about coming to work or working from home? <laughs> um, okay, so
1: like all agencies a decade ago, we started with pool tables and football tables and beer Fridays and. All the very very stereotypical um, activities that uh, an agency would do, but as we matured as a business and a ha- and as culture changed over the years, especially during the pandemic and stuff, um, the the focus was more on on work life balance and staff and um, getting people, I guess, on the bus and all, all pointing in the same direction, and they those things can come from some of those activities but there's a lot more that we've started doing and have been doing for the last sort of 5 or 6 years that has allowed us to to align the business and the teams a, a, a lot more so um one of the one the core core things we introduced many many years ago was a a monthly company catch-up and that started always being in the pub and now that's that's sort of a hybrid uh, engagement where we we do an internal retrospective just reflecting on on how we can improve and what can be done better and celebrating the success and then a more open um transparent presentation sort of state of the union from the the more senior members of the team giving everyone clarity on financial targets, new business wins, all the the bigger picture stuff that that goes on behind the scenes of the business that the day-to-day staff won't see until it becomes um, into their queues of work. So that transparency has really helped get more feedback, more support, more advocacy of what we do on a a day-to-day business, which is, is a really key to our success, I think.
2: Cool. So effectively... Uh, a structured uh, process whereby you kind of, on one hand, you're sharing the bigger picture. You become you're becoming more transparent as a business as to you know what's happening, what you're doing. But is there something also that gives them a voice that gives them an ability yeah. to kind of feedback uh, and and um, contribute to to the direction of the business? Is this also part of it?
1: Yeah. So we we have. T separate to to those monthly sessions as a company where where we are asked the bigger picture a bigger picture sort of retrospective. So for example, in pandemic, that allowed us to move to a, make the decision to move to a four day working week between us. But on a monthly basis, the internal teams do their own internal um, development meeting. Again, that's a structured session where everybody gets the floor to talk about um, what's gone well what could be better, how things could be improved, have they got anything they can share between themselves. So the developers like sharing the latest libraries and things like that, that they've come across or the latest webinar they'll have sat through, say, the Google IO event and discuss those sort of topics. It means that we get to share the wealth of our our, our group experience with each other and gives them a, a a structured platform to also then reflect on our company values and how our values are then uh, are working in the mix with where our values at the moment are empowered creative experts and we reflect on each of those and make sure that that is the way that that we're working and, and
2: succeeding as a team no that's great Anthony. you mentioned that yeah you, you give them the floor from david and i's experience we've done a lot of that as well but what we found was very Uh, insightful is when we started doing things like anonymous surveys and where people can give ideas feedback um, without having to say who they are have you have you attempted that and if yes what was what was that was that helpful interesting no we haven't really done that more anonymous feedback in terms of direct
1: feedback um i'd like to think we're we're very open and very supportive and very uh, willing to listen. Um, So people have one-to-ones with their line managers and I'd I'd hope that those were the opportunities for people to talk about concerns. But yeah, I mean, anonymous feedback might be a useful approach. We do do a a sort of biannual um, sort of touch point using the the traction organisational checkup process to get a score for us as how we're we're, uh, delivering the overall company vision and that helps give us a, a benchmark to make sure that we are on track and delivering everything from a more senior perspective, that is anonymous. So we don't we don't look at the, the individual scores and questions that are answered from the staff on that. Um, and that does help. It, it, and maybe it gives us that, uh, that little an, bit of anonymity to be a bit more honest, which I guess is what, what the value is there.
0: And, and how do you track, um, so with the monthly catch-ups and giving people the chances for feedback, how do you actually um, do? Do you give ownership of any sort of changes or new projects to members of the team, and how do you track the progress of that?
1: Yeah, so every team records the minutes those those team meetings, and then the the senior management team then reflect on those documents and and then try to put those things into action, giving a member of the board uh, responsibility and then delegate the the task as appropriate. So. With my sort of more CTO hat on, I'll I'll help deliver the, the technical recommendations and improvements that we can do as a business, like iterating the latest version of our, our tech platform and then delegating the, the resource to, to bring us along on that journey between us. So I won't do the work, the team will do the work and be empowered to make the decisions on things like architecture and what frameworks we use. Do we move to TypeScript? Do we move to the latest version of React Native? They'll make those decisions, report back into me. I'll help them make the decision that that's uh, good to go forward with, and then I again I report that back into the senior team as well.
0: Okay, that's great, and I think um, yeah, we find the same with our agency that when we when we hand over a bit of bit more autonomy to the team, they just feel more empowered, more in control, and and, and happier. Basically, yeah. more more in, more in control of their own destiny. Um, well, they're the experts, and then... right? That's why we employ them. <laughs> Exactly, it's a, it's a cliche, but you know you want to hire people that are that are cleverer than you, have know things you don't, and can challenge and push things rather it, than you, you being mean... the limit of how far the business can go.
1: Well, it, it, it's it's the way I managed to progress from freelance slash contractor into agency very quickly. My mm. my parents also always thought I'd be too opinionated and hold everything <laughs> and try and do everything, but. In the mobile space, because it was new, there was very few people with these skills, and uh, I quickly found people that were much better at it than me. And so, <laughs> employing a few developers that could do a better job than I, it suddenly opened my mind up to to that sort of mindset to say, right, well, just employ people that are better at every single aspect of the job, and we'll have a much better, much whole, more wholesome, much more uh, skilled workforce. So, yeah, absolutely, yeah, empowerment is really key.
0: Yeah, and, and and tying in with that, when when we spoke before, you mentioned about um, your 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 promotion, how you promote internally and length of tenure. Can can you tell us a bit about that?
1: Yeah, we're quite quite proud of how long people stay with us. We have had no, numerous members of staff that have not just progressed in their own um, on a on a straightforward path, but they've they've diversified their roles across the company. We've had people come in as project coordinator, managing the sort of support tasks uh, across our project, stepping up into project manager. And that person is now uh, our digital product designer uh, in our discovery team with with lots of empowerment to help define customer solutions. And again, other people have moved from testers to developers in, uh, and into business analyst role as well. So we're really keen to encourage that sort of behavior across the team wherever we can. As a small business, it's obviously not as, easy to just create roles for people but we've always played to people's strengths and the business has grown organically around that team as well we've been in a a very fast moving industry this industry didn't exist 15 years ago so we've had to be that fluid with the roles the services the products we've offered because we started doing web development that quickly changed to ios development then android then windows then windows disappeared and then there's been Lots of our opportunities in the middle and, and our business has had to flex to support that, that very, very changing ecosystem we work in. And that's the sort of journey we want to support our customers along as well, being the expertise to help sort of navigate those that minefield as as the industry and the, the tech tech you know, ecosystem progresses.
0: Yeah, and even your MD has been in the business a while before she was promoted, wasn't, she? wasn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: a hundred percent. Louise started as a project manager, helping me. Um, she was running, she was started her own virtual PA business, helped me during a transition phase of us moving between two offices, uh, a gap in project management skills, and she actually ended up leaving her own startup that she she just created to come and join us because she uh, she tell her own story but um i believe she joined us because she appreciated what we were doing what the team culture was like and and what we were looking to achieve and after four and a bit years i offered her the position of md ship because like we were talking about before i think she can do a better job of it than i can and as our businesses moved from more of a, a lifestyle to more more performance agency She's the one that can carry us into that next phase
2: of the of, of the company's story. That's a good point. I mean, you talked earlier about how uh, you started in this business when it was very early days, and you niched in it. You know, you were one of the potentially pioneers in this area. Um, so I'm assuming that a lot of the skills that you have in the business are in shortage in the marketplace. There's a lot of people who are looking for such skills which then stands to reason that your employees are probably getting, you know, uh, getting uh, approached by various other employers and, and giving them other opportunities in your own words and in your own opinion, what do you think keeps them in the business in the distance and not potentially pursuing other opportunities?
1: Yeah, it, it's a very good question and one that is always at the, the forefront of our mind when it comes to the cultural values of the business. So, we we're, we're based in york we are a hybrid company but um during the pandemic um we we had people all over the uk but post pandemic because of our cultural values the team relationships the the opportunities to spend time together we now have everybody actually within a commutable des- distance of our office again not by force. They've all chosen to. You haven't fired the others. That even too far no, away. they've just uh, no. They've we've had people relocate from Wimbledon and from Newcastle just to be a bit closer to the team. Because um, people find their friendships and and bond right. So that that goes goes to those values as it is. But no, we we've it, it's all about those opportunities for them to personally grow giving them empowerment to make decisions, feel that they're contributing, having that voice. Um we we try to give them as much time for training opportunities. So for example, we our front end stack is all built on JavaScript. We're very conscious that we should be shifting to TypeScript, but that doesn't happen overnight. We've now under we've now created a framework for our our tech stack from the front end which is TypeScript based. And now we have to go through that transition period of uh, training our staff, migrating their skills, and we need to give them the time to do that. We can't expect them to be doing that of a night and at the weekend because it's not going to be as effective. And, and... work life balance, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um moving to a hybrid working environment is probably one of the best cultural decisions we made, even though I was very, very reticent to do so.
2: <laughs> Anthony, you mentioned people relocating from different cities to come to. I mean, York is a beautiful city. I've been there a few times, it's lovely. Uh, but it sounds to me that there's something a little bit deeper than that it sounds to me that the human connections and you know the friendships and the connections between your staff on a human level are maybe part of this story you know they they, maybe they like each other enough that they want to be close to each other there is just beyond just the professional and maybe there is there's something else there am i right am i I, yeah we were reflecting on this a few weeks ago about
1: what it when we were we're currently working through a rebrand process and we were talking about our values and one of the things we we hadn't quite clicked that we always try and appreciate when we're hiring is is people with passion whether it's a particular subject matter or that it not necessarily always their job but um they have to be passionate about something and you, you can see that across all of our team and by being that passionate they also become supportive of each other because they want to share their knowledge they want to help others succeed and that has is really one of our strengths of the business the the team are incredibly supportive on a personal level in in a world where everyone's talking about mental health and well-being and, and work-life balance unless you're getting that support internally from the people you're seeing day to day it's not that easy especially when you're you're working remotely or hybrid and you may not have a a direct community around you locally even if you're getting that support on slack or on scrum in the morning or or wherever it is our team are actively encouraged to support each other and it goes far beyond just their day-to-day practicalities at work we miss some of that water cooler type desk sharing, things like that in, in moving to a hybrid model. But by um, having the space still as an office, we have plenty of desks, plenty of breakout spaces. It does, I guess, indirectly encourage them to come to, to that centralised place to get physical support uh, as well as just uh, digital.
0: And what do you do? What, what kind of things have you done digitally to, to foster the, the water cooler moments and the, the bonding?
1: So Slack's obviously become a, a big win for a lot of people. Um, those companies thinking it's a distraction, uh, really not getting, getting the cultural piece and the communication piece that it's offered. So I, I was quite reticent to, to create a, a hybrid working environment because I thought we would lo- lose a lot of the communication and the collaboration, but our team have found, have found digital ways to do that. We've had to, uh, especially during the pandemic and they haven't limited us, but, um, we do have a scrum every single morning. Everybody in the company is on scrum. So for half an hour, the team do see each other's faces, even if they're d- digitally. Quite a lot of yeah. them will be in the office together as well. But it gives us all a touch point And that that has been really, really helpful to maintain. They then are actively sharing on, on huddles and, and uh, Zoom calls or whatever it might be during the day between each other. Live sharing in, in Xcode, for example, is a great way for teams to the devs to do pair programming. so they're, they're talking on video but sharing screens of code. Um, and then the same with things like Confluence, um, other drawing tools, so like XD collaboration. It makes you, it feel like you' you are connected and you're working together rather than working in, in silos and working at a sort of a turn by turn type process. Uh, but yeah. our process is very solid. We we have a very very um, uh, extensive process, so people know how work works and how things go. We have guides for every department, and then we just bring it back to the more cultural activities. We we formally get together every quarter for a, an event, um, big party in the summer and at Christmas, and then a couple of other days which are more team building oriented. But the team will organise weekly, monthly, uh, just general get togethers and it's so much easier that the team just happened to be nearby. And even those that are a bit further afield, they'll come to those events just because we're going out for a curry or we're going out for a few drinks or if someone's leaving, due or someone's birthday, whatever it is. In fact, we, it's been a long while since we
2: had a leaving, dude. <laughs> um, but... Uh, do have too many of those. No. Um, uh, if you're having too many of those, that's normally a bad indication. Something is going wrong. <laughs> well, exactly.
1: So, yeah, I'm pleased to say that's the, that is the case. So it's more, yeah, just just getting together facetime it's uh, but in the real world right
2: yeah i was just gonna say uh, we spoke about some of the things that you're currently doing what other things are in the pipeline what what else is uh, is being prepared in the distance to uh, to make yourselves you know uh, to, again in the same direction that, that are designed to kind of make you a better place to work what, what other things are in your mind or in the, currently kind of yeah being...
1: so um we're going through a, a big rebrand process we haven't Really done anything on our branding piece for for the last seven years, so that's starting with some external support and a lot of decisions being made at a sort of board level. but those decisions now need to start to to permeate down to the rest of the team to start to make sure that everybody's on board with our vision, our mission, and our values, so that they all stand by them, they all understand exactly where we're aiming as a company, what we're about. And that will come from from the heart of the business, which is which is the team that that we employ. And if it doesn't, it they won't hold, they yeah. won't stand. The, the the business won't progress in the same way we've done for the last fourteen years without them driving that forward. And so we are taking our time, and we we were hoping to have it done by Easter, and we're now <laughs> in the middle of the summer, and we're not even close to finishing yet. Right. So. Um, we're uh it it is not an easy thing because it's hard to make sure that that sits well with everybody so it's important we take the time make sure they're right and and those things will then help dictate those cultural values the um opportunities we we have as a business the opportunities we deliver to our customers um to really define them and help us bring that through in our, our visuals of our brand the stories
2: we tell and everything else going forward Brilliant. I mean, the rebrands, typically, I mean, I've seen a lot of companies do them. We've done, God knows. How many have we done, David? We've done We've done enough. We did it a few times, and then one time we did it,
0: we had to redo it about three times.
2: The, the ones that were successful for us are the ones where we based our values. They were inspired by what's already there in the business, as opposed to kind of go and look for aspirational. Yeah. Uh, is that what you've done? You, you've looked internally to kind of inform your understanding of your identity and, and branding as a, as, a, as an agency
1: yeah the values that we had before were defined by about half of the team um and they they've they've held well we've had them we, we did them as an interim about 12 months ago maybe a bit more and they've they've held us so our current the new values are a slight iteration on them talking a little bit more about more um our supportive nature and things like that and and we're bringing something in more about how we want to enjoy the journey of, of work and the business oh. and the process that we go through just to, to show that it's not just about working, being empowered, things like that. It's, it's about having a bit of fun without trying to bring in something that's really corny. Um, <laughs> but I can't share them yet. Cause they're not finished. That's <laughs> fine. Fine. <laughs>
0: we'll, we'll be keen to see them when they are, when they're ready, but uh, we'll make yeah, a big like...
1: song dance about it. Don't worry.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah so i I think we've covered a lot there anthony it's been it's been really interesting to understand about what what you're doing um at the distance to 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 keep people happy keep your staff happy and in turn hopefully keeping your clients happy as well um but and it's an it's an ongoing thing isn't it it's not it's not something you can go right now we'd have to think about it again
1: that last point you sort of just sort of said there is our customers love working with us because of the passion and drive our staff have and it's we have to give our staff that freedom that autonomy that flexibility to do well in their own job because they're talking to the customers on a day-to-day basis and they really need to understand what our customers want to achieve focus on their goals and things like that unless they're given that time that empowerment that uh, space to really get under the skin of what our clients are trying to to do and um, deliver from their the project that we're working on together, the, 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 it will fail or it'll just do a, a a half cut a half cut job. So it's really key that our staff have that passion to drive, and you'll see in the reviews our customers write about us that 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 does come through. And I guess going back to some of your earlier point is is all those things bring um, that balance. And that um, that sense of achievement, and and then recognition of it through Qdos channels, through customer reviews, things like that, that make our staff stay. When we are just down the road from Leeds, one of the biggest digital hubs in the UK, that has all these great companies uh, that with big brand names and everything else, they are they are knocking on the doors of our our staff LinkedIn profiles all the time. But um, luckily, I, I'm pleased to say that they. They don't open them to them. They're happy that they are. That's <laughs> what we like
2: to hear. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what you want to achieve. And, you know, through all the things you mentioned, you're clearly doing something right. I mean, you mentioned how high is your attention and how long do people, and you don't have too many leaving dues to go to, which is, which is brilliant. Uh, Anthony, thank you very much for sharing today. Uh, it's been very insightful. Oh, it's, been,
0: it's been a
2: pleasure.